we have to find a way to talk and have dialogue and be tolerant between other views. You have to have open dialogue, and that's where free speech is so important. Consent's a very important thing, and today in the Me Too movement, it's been very important because I think it's really opened up a lot of eyes. Cannabis is a healing herb. We as the people, we need to stand up and make a move. If you committed sexual assault, it doesn't matter when it was, you should be held accountable for that. However, we have to make sure that we actually make sure they committed sexual assault, and we have to make sure that all allegations are verified. So put in these programs thinking that it'll help everyone, but what they forget is that the pathway to hell is paved with good intentions. And I think that's what this whole movement is all about anyways, is uh, trying to be open to ideas. Welcome back to Liberty Talks Podcast with Michael Anderson and Matt Travis. Today we're doing a show with us and welcome back to the show. We, we are trying to get back into Groove right after launching the website. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Beto tell, telling us how we're going to be getting rid of our guns, how Cassie Dillon wants to be friends with Andrew Yang but is going to be voting for Donald Trump and Trump contemplating a ban on vaping products. So before that, I want to throw it over to Matt to tell you, tell you a little bit about the website. Yeah, so anybody who doesn't know, we uh, finally launched libertytalks.net. Um, so if you go to libertytalks.net, uh, you will find, oh, you got to press the right button. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Now my Chrome is working. We've been sitting here for like an hour, guys, and my Chrome hasn't worked the entire time. But anyway, so if you go to libertytalks.net, we have a new site. We've got plenty of articles already up. A recent one by John Douglas, No, We Should Not Fund uh, Population Controls. That seems obvious, I thought, to everybody. <laughs> but apparently it needed to be written, so John wrote it. <laughs> you know, when Bernie Sanders yeah. says crazy stuff, right? Yep. All right. But, um, but yeah, so we, we've got a number. We've got a few really good writers. We've got Francis Floresca. I hope that's how you say your name. I've never asked her how to say your name, but that's how I'm saying it. Um, I believe that's right. Our John Douglas is real good. I've got several articles on there. Um, and yeah, he was kind of scroll through. You can see we have our YouTube videos on here. We have our, you can access all of our podcasts through here as well. We're eventually going to have, as you can see, a, a subscriber section where you can access exclusive content too. Um, but yeah, you can go to our podcast section. You can find our YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify. We're going to put iTunes on there as well. Um, so yeah, check that out. Um, it's there. It's there to check out. Yeah. So uh, check that out. John also is now doing a live show every Monday night from eight o'clock to nine o'clock on Coog Radio, which is also Liberty Talks. So we'll be posting that on the podcast platforms, but you can also check that out live on Coog Radio, which is pretty awesome. Yep. Sweet. So the, so the topics for today, well, let's just take them one by one. Our first topic yeah. of the day is uh, Beto. Beto's, Beto's been in the news because... Beto, uh, Beto, Beto. Oh, you know what? I forgot about the shirts. I'll have to mention the shirts here too. But oh, uh, he, he was... <laughs> he, he was... It's almost at, uh, like you planned that statement yeah, or I know, something. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah. He's just been waiting for weeks to say this. But anyway, well, we're just gonna we're just gonna play it. I was gonna tell you what he said, but let's let's just play it. Yes. Oh wait, I should probably uh, make my audio record before we do this. <laughs> that way, everybody can hear it. All right, here we go. 
know this is personal to you. El Paso is your hometown. Some on this stage have suggested a voluntary buyback for guns in this country. You've gone further. You said, quote, Americans who own AR-15s and AK-47s will have to sell them to the government, all of them. You know the critics call this confiscation. Are you proposing taking away their guns, and how would this work? Okay, so this is the part where, where Beto is supposed to go. We're not, we're not going to take anybody's guns. We're not here. That's what we're told by pretty much every Democrat. That That's not a bad put... Obama impression right there, right there. We're, we're, we're not going to take anybody's guns. No, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 but, uh, look at look at look, real quick though. Look at his look at his eyes right there in the video. He's just like, of course. Uh, yeah, I have to answer this. Question. Probably use that for the thumbnail. <laughs> That'd be a good thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, this is the part where you're supposed to backtrack. You go, look. What I mean by that is like a like look at Australia. See, Australia did this yes. wonderful buyback where everybody was happy to hand over their guns and da da da. Yada yada yada. Right. Usual just, democratic topic talking point. Right. Yeah yeah. Beto does not do that. <laughs> I am, if it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield. Okay. Okay. It, no, let's keep going. If the high impact, high velocity round, when it hits your body, shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used, against children and in Odessa I met the mother of a 15 year old girl who was shot by an AR-15 mm -hmm. and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa in Midland there weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time hell yes we're gonna take your AR-15 your AK-47 we're not gonna allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore I do want to <laughs> the half crowd goes crazy no, but I do have one question. I do have one question. Yes. It, what do you know of any guns that are made to not make people bleed? How do you die from a gunshot wound? How do you die from a nine millimeter? Does the magical death fairy take you? It, it, I think it rips through your body and kills you and you bleed to death, right? That's what it's bleed supposed, to, death. It's supposed okay. to rip through your body. But if it's on a battlefield, that's, that's the key word on a battlefield. Oh, on a battlefield. Yeah. This is the AR 15s are not even used on the battlefield, are they? No, AR 15s are not used on the battlefield. The funny thing is, though, is most handguns, <laughs> most brands of handguns that are used today are used on the battlefield. So, uh, oh, wow, there's that. That's something, yeah. SIGs are used on the battlefield. I think, I think, uh, 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 man, what's the one that starts with a B? Beretta? I can't say it right. Something like that. But these handguns are used on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah handguns well that's the thing is every so technically does that does that mean that that he wants to get rid of the handguns too <laughs> yeah yeah according it, probably if, if he is sticking by that that it's he doesn't want on, guns, it's used on a battlefield yeah used on a battlefield and it's meant to make you bleed to death <laughs> that's that would be every single firearm funny enough that would be all uh all knives as well pretty much yeah, you know, the sad part about it is, like, he really goes into depth about, like, a little girl dying. And, I mean, like, I feel bad, like, laughing at what he has to say because it's, it's so ridiculous. But he, he's standing on the grave. You know, it, honestly, it's really despicable. He's standing on the graves of the people in his hometown of, you know, El Paso and, and exactly what happened. 
and he's just saying, yeah, we need to go after these guns, and yeah, we're going to take your guns. And, and he's saying exactly what uh, Democrats have been alluding to and what they've really been thinking this whole time and what conservatives have been saying Democrats want to do. They take your guns. They want to take the guns. Yeah, uh, yeah but no, 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 no. You're a crazy conspiracy theorist. And, and you know what's funny is, is Beto, like during the election, you know, we're from Houston, Texas, you know, rep- representing the University of Houston over here. And um, so like when, when Beto was running, he was like, oh, no, you keep your gun. You know, I'm, I'm a moderate on gun control. But um, I think it's funny because since he, since he lost to Ted Cruz, he hasn't gotten really any media attention. Um, so he's always he's been he's reintroduced himself like three different times. Um, and he's also, every time he gets a chance, he's always talking about how Donald Trump is a white supremacist and a neo-Nazi mm-hmm. and a part of the third Reich and just white supremacist, neo-Nazi. He's just always throwing these buzzwords out, trying to get media attention, trying to get, you know, some more, uh, airtime. And, and this, that's what this is. It's, it's him jumping out there and saying, oh, what can I say that'll make me different from everyone else? He's now uh, trying to get that Eric Swalwell crowd, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's just trying to be controversial so that he can get get in the in the spotlight so that he can get some more votes up that one two percent to I don't know five. Yeah, for sure. Or I mean, sell some shirts. Yeah, the, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, and then he puts yeah, out the shirt. Like shirt. that's that is that is something else. I mean, that is that is just crazy. Like you, it, people think Ted Cruz is a calculated politician, and um, but look at Beto. Like he he comes out. And he makes it seem so genuine. Like he, he actually, it's actually, it's actually almost like he knew that was going to come out. Like they were going to ask him that question. Are you proposing what we think you're proposing? Exactly. And like you know, said, they're supposed to be like, no, no, voluntary Australia, da, 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 da. People will love to give them back. Yeah. That's what was amazing about this. So here goes uh, the Beto show. It just says, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Well, it's funny about this, though, is that if I search for this shirt, it, there's like a whole bunch of other shirts that don't have anything to do with it. I mean, that have something to do with it, but that are like the opposite. Hell no, you're not going to take my AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Hey, you should pull up that, uh, that tweet that I sent you because when all this happened and Beto tweeted out and put that um, – uh, I sent it to you on oh, Facebook, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. So he, you know, when he did this, he put it out there on on Twitter, and he put the the, the tweet out with with the T-shirts and everything. So um, representative from Houston, a legislature from Houston, uh, Texas, came out and said, "Well, my AR fifteen is ready for you, Beto." And uh, apparently, that that stirred up real big controversy because uh beto came back and quote tweeted him saying representative that's a death threat and you shouldn't have an ar-15 clearly and and uh no one else should um and yeah, i'm yeah. pretty sure i'm pretty yes. sure eric swalwell even got in there and said that he needs to be red flagged or something like that uh, yeah here it goes right here oh that's not that's not that's hilarious <laughs> we have to share that one afterwards oh yeah it says all right so here goes tweet right here beto had, had retweeted out what he said hell yes we're gonna take your r15 and uh briscoe kane said my ar is ready for you robert francis and then beto like you said 
said that it was a death threat. What's funny is that is a death threat if you try to take his AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just don't try There's to take his thing. private property and his gun. Yeah, exactly. There's this funny thing where this when you second go to somebody's right? house and you try to take their private property that's worth thousands of dollars, they don't want to give it to you. And they're willing to do whatever they have to do to not give it to you. Well, I mean, if someone try, if someone came up to you and stuck a gun to you and say, "Give me your wallet or give me all your money," is that not a death threat? Yeah, that, that is. It. You send okay. You send people with guns to someone's house and say, "Give me your, give me your property." I mean, it seems like a death threat to me. This is an excellent point. So, so this this is an excellent point. Every government action is backed by guns. Okay, so when they say they want, they want you to do a mandatory buyback, they, yes, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. How are they going to take your AR-15s? Well, guys with M4s are going to come in and take your AR-15s if you won't give it to them. And this is the funny, this is, this is the thing. It's, it's the same thing with every other law. So just taxes. It, it's like if you're going to bitch about somebody a death threat for wanting to defend, well, what, what, if, what if you tell them, ah, I think we're going to take your house. We get your house now. If they tell you, no, you're not going to take my house. You're going to meet my AR-15 if you take my house. Is that a death threat too? I guess it yeah. kind of is a death threat. <laughs> but some death threats are... I'm knocking stuff over. Some death, some threats, death threats are worth are it, right? Legitimate. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're worth it. They're, they're perfectly legitimate. I like that. Yeah. Share that, share that other one too. I think this is a good, oh, yeah. good, little, um, good little thing to compare it to because it's like this is exactly what happened. Um, so let's zoom in here. Oh, maybe not. Okay. So, I don't know what that is, but they oh. had, um, there we go. We had, I think it was actually Briscoe Kane that tweeted this out or uh, posted on Facebook or tweeted out or something. And it, it pretty much put Beto as, uh, what, um, King George the third and yeah, then George Briscoe. The yeah. And then Briscoe is George Washington saying the same exact thing. <laughs> King and, George says, yes, we're going to take your musket. And George Washington said, my musket is ready for you, George. <laughs> How American is that, right? <laughs> like, imagine this, and then everyone's jumping on Briscoe Kane as right. if he's, if he's, if he's like trying to shoot Robert okay, Francis or Roy. Where did you get these though? These screen are these actual tweets? Because well, there's something hilarious about these. George tweets. Washington definitely did not tweet that. I can tell you well, that. I know, sure. but I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, these are verified accounts. I thought verified meant like this is. The I think I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was. They were doctored tweets. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So these are verified accounts. It would have been hilarious scenario if it was just people who had these accounts. Yeah, right. No, that'd be funny. Someone made it like a George Washington account right after the George. Yeah, that'd be something else. But no. That's how that goes. I mean, can you believe it? I mean, like, honestly, when I saw that, my mouth dropped. I was like, what? What? I can't believe he said that. I really... I could not believe Beto's. He said the thing you're not supposed to say. You're not supposed yeah. to say it, Beto. Exactly. Exactly. That's the number one rule when they're talking about it. you're not supposed to say yes. We're going to take the guns. Oh man, it's good stuff. But this isn't this isn't surprising. Everybody known has known this has been the Democrats' position for the longest time. Even like there's there's more egregious things than that. At least he's like saying we're going to take your guns after Congress passes a law that says you have to sell it back to us. <laughs> Kamala Harris is just saying, we're going to take your guns by executive action. No, you're, you're hundred percent right. I mean, saying, take the guns. Yeah. I mean, even, even John on his show the other night, he was talking about like how, uh, 
Biden, of all people, was actually defending the Constitution in the debates. He was saying, oh, you know, Biden was like, oh, well, Kamala, we have a Constitution. And she's like, oh, I just say, yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can rip the Constitution up and <laughs> I can write stuff, executive orders, and that's just fine. He's like, or we could have a constitutional style of government. <laughs> so, yeah, it is kind of it, it's kind of crazy, but you're right. I mean, Kamala Harris is right there. I mean, honestly, at this at this point, all the all uh, Trump has to do is just run Democrats unedited for hours upon hours of ads, oh, yeah. and and he'll win re-election. Oh yeah, that Beto squad, Beto, Kamala Harris. Yeah, and it really doesn't matter who runs. Like even uh even Pete Pete uh Buttigieg, is that his name? Buttigieg. Even if he were to magically rise yeah. to the top, he's got he's got some hilarious videos of him talking with black people and just pandering. It's funny because it looks like he's either pandering or it looks like he's a little scared and he doesn't want to like say the wrong thing and be like, ah, I don't know if I agree with that guy's <laughs> he looks a little scared, like they'll say something. He was I can't remember who he's on the podcast with. He was on the podcast with somebody who's relatively well known. I don't know his name, but I've seen him time and time again. I think Kamala Harris went on his podcast. Are you talking about Charlemagne the God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's who it is. From the Breakfast like, Club. <laughs> they were talking of course about I would know who that is. <laughs> I don't know any of these. I don't know pop culture figures at all. Yeah. But uh but he was talking about uh, abortion, and and I guess it was Charlemagne was like uh, he was like men that don't they don't believe in abortion they just never knocked up the wrong woman. <laughs> He's sitting there going, "Well, um, I don't know." <laughs> 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 and I'm just watching this going, "You're an idiot! You're an idiot! Why are you going on these shows?" He's well, like, uh, yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. You can tell he wants to say like, no, not, no, that's not what I want to say in my campaign, but he's too afraid to say it. He's just this little beta, <laughs> this little beta male. I mean, like he's oh not a God. beta male as in like, as in like a weak as man. Beta Aurora, he's literally right? a little beta fish. He's a little oh, male man. beta fish swimming around in a tank, looking at people, just terrified that he's going to get eaten by the shark. That's sad. That is oh, shark! Sad. I don't know. That's uh, it, it's hilarious. But there's the, like the, tons of videos like that of him. The, these Democrats are just crazy. I mean, it's it's something else. And, and you know what's funny is like, out of all of them, yeah. At first, when I first started looking into the Democrats, I thought, oh my goodness, the craziest one of them. There's this guy offering a thousand dollars to everybody. This is this is literally over the top. But kind of segue into our next topic. Cassie Dillon, of all people, someone we've had on the show before and um, we know here at Liberty Talks Podcast, she actually, she, she posted a tweet saying, um, I would love to be, I wouldn't be friends with Donald Trump, but I'd vote for him, but I would be friends with uh, Andrew Yang, but I wouldn't vote for him. So it's kind of funny because out of everyone on the Democrat stage, Andrew Yang is kind of the, the cool guy, the most genuine person. And... Uh, and then what happened? Cassie Dillon got brought on Fox News and, and uh, blew up because of this tweet. And actually, uh, Trump retweeted her or quote tweeted her and said, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you don't have to like me. Just vote for me. So, this uh, peak, yeah. This is peak Trump retweet. Where, where is the thing? I just had it. Okay, there goes her tweet. So here's the thing I'm voting for. All right. Uh, we're going to do this. I'm just going to let this play for a second. Yeah. So she's she's saying that she wants to vote for Trump, you know, more or less that she's not crazy about um, 
his, his rhetoric, but she likes his policies. And then Trump replies back, I'm okay with that. This is hilarious. Because he, he I, no, I, I thought that was crazy. You know, I mean, she was even shocked that the president retweeted her or quote tweeted her. And uh, it, it's, it's something else. And it's actually funny because, you know, it, this, is, this is a sentiment that a lot of Americans feel. That's why Trump won in the first place. They don't like what he say, what he says. Or they don't like what he tweets. Um, it's about what he does as a politician, that he delivers on many of his promises, that he, he's so brass with what he says, and um, a lot of the battles that he has actually won. So it's kind of it's interesting um, that right. this, this actually got brought up on national news, that it's like, holy cow, please explain this to us, Miss Millennial. <laughs> um, of the of the lone conservative, not 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 dissing Cassie because she's amazing. And I love her, but like, she's just been saying she's just saying something that everyone already knows. Yeah, and, and people that watch our show might be kind of political junkies because you have to be to find a smaller podcast. But but this is stuff that I've heard my family is mostly apolitical say. Like I I don't I don't really like what he says, but everybody else on the other side is crazy and he actually when you look at what he does policy wise it seems seems all right that's literally like what what many like libertarians would say or many like independents i mean just classical liberals just most most like i said i think most average americans would say you know like i don't like even conservatives generals i don't like what he says i just like what he does i like some of what he says <laughs> I like some of what he says too. Mixed bag. It's a mixed bag of oh that went too far. To, oh that's cringe. To, oh my god, that's hilarious. That's, that's funny. Like this, this is hilarious. Yes, no, Trump, that is no president else. would ever do this. Retweet somebody's. I'm okay with that. That's fine. <laughs> You're like, I'm like okay, all right. <laughs> frankly, frankly, she cannot like me. <laughs> Gonna vote for me. Frankly. <laughs> I mean, it goes, it goes back to what he said in that rally here recently. He's like, he's like, you don't have another choice. He's like, you got to vote for me. It's either me or you lose everything and the economy and everything. And that's the funny you thing. You don't have a choice. He, can, he reads this really well. Like, he knows that. He, that's why he retweets this and says, I'm okay with that. That's why he's not offended by it because he knows this. He knows that he's brash. He knows that he's out there. And, and he knows that people don't like him, but they'll still vote for him. And that's how he's going to appeal to people. He's going to say, look, look at all the crazies over there. You want to vote for the crazies or you want to just do it? It's like he did the same thing during the election. Whenever he was like, he just, he was talking, I don't know, he's talking about the uh, uh, black community or something. And, and he goes, and he goes, um, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Exactly. He's like, you already, you've been, you've been voting for Democrats for the last 50 years. What do you got to lose? Vote for me. Yeah. Already he's lost not, everything. Not working in your cities. You have Democrats running all your cities, not working. What do you have to lose? And that was racist somehow. I'm like, that's not racist. That's just accurate. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. He's like, what do you got to lose? Just come on. Give exactly. it give it a shot. But uh, did she say anything else interesting in here? I think we kind of covered what she said already. No, I mean, she, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what the interview was about. You know, I mean, she just kind of, um, went and said you know like i, I like i like andrew yang uh, he's a fun guy um he's also like i i don't think she touched on this but like i spoke about this in in a previous podcast but andrew yang is actually just a genuine human being he's a genuine guy um he uh 
he's a lot different from most people. I mean, if you look back at the debates on the last, uh, the final, you know, one of the last debates, he, he said something like, you know, we're all up here, you know, prepping, prepping our lines, da-da-da-da-da, and trying to take out a reality show uh, TV president. And um, we're, we're on, oh, well, he said we're on a reality show trying to take out, uh, we're all act like we're on a reality show, and that's why we have a reality show TV president, you know? And he's like, everyone talks about how I don't have a tie on. Like, that was the biggest take back. So, like, even though he does want to go to give everybody, you know, $1,000 a month, he actually is some, he's, a, he's an entrepreneur. He's a decent human being that actually thinks about this. He's not just saying crazy crap so that way he can get media attention and, and try to win the nomination. He's, yeah. he's a serious contender, I think. I think he's kind of like an outsider. I, I think he's almost like Donald Trump in a way. Yeah, I'd say he's, he's probably kind of like Bernie Sanders was um, in 2016. Yeah, I actually seen a poll recently that, that put um, Andrew Yang um, above Kamala Harris in California. Yeah. So he actually was polling better in a certain part, part of California, better than Kamala Harris was. Hmm. She didn't put enough of her opponents in jail, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's funny because she's from California, so it's like you think she would be her base would be in Cali, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was she? The, uh, the, uh, oh my gosh, what do you call it? Prosecuting attorney or prosecuting attorney? There you go. Where was she? Yes. The prosecuting attorney? Um, do you remember? I don't remember. I'm trying to think. It's on to my tongue. I don't. I don't have it uh, though. I can't no. remember it. That's why that's why the people come to us. We have all the, all the yeah, right. It, it was one of the biggest ones. Like <laughs> apparently, from from what from what from, uh, from what Kamala Harris says, it, it was one of the biggest ones in the country. Almost like you would say, for example, like the the judge in Harris County is like the biggest like county. Well, her county I, probably is on uh, the same terms as Harris County as being just a super big county. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, because Harris oh. County is like an absolutely huge county in, in, in Houston, Texas. So I know it's it's on like similar terms as Harris County would be. But speaking of Trump's good policy, his policy is also a mixed bag. That was a good transition. That was a good transition. Go. I'm proud of that one. I'm proud of that one. You but, can tell we're kind of, we've been doing this for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't need this up. Um, but Anyway, and what we're talking about is recently, he, uh, I'm sure as everybody's seen that there's the uh, vape ban thing going on. They're trying to ban flavored vape devices. I don't know. I don't know how that works because I don't vape. You vape? Kind of, sort of, but it's still even kind of confusing to me about how, they, how they're going to do it. So uh, I've had to consult some of my vapors that are in the liberty movement and to explain it to me a little bit. And apparently what's going down is that... Uh, and it's actually already started. So uh, you used to be able to, let's just take uh, jewels, for example. You know what a jewel is, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, most people know what a jewel is. So it's like, it's, it looks like a little USB, a little vape on it. Most people vape on the jewels. So um, jewel pods used to have uh, many different flavors, such as like mango or raspberry or whatnot. Um, and they'd also have regular flavors like mint and tobacco. So uh, the government actually put restrictions on these flavored uh, pods, if you will, um, to make it harder for kids and young adults to get their hands on it. So that way you'd have to go to like an authorized tobacco dealer or you have to buy them online. 
you couldn't just uh, walk into, let's just say, a gas station or CVS and buy um, these very nice, unique flavored, um, almost said Tide Pods, but um, uh, Jewel Pods, right? So now, you know, now adults like me and you, if we, if we can't just easily go buy a mango flavored Jewel Pod. We have to try to find a place that's an authorized tobacco dealer or buy it online and have it shipped to us. Um, well, it seems that, you know, pick, you know, gas stations and other places have kind of like fire these off buy them online. Yeah. Right. No background check. Maybe. Um, no back. <laughs> yeah. Cause they, they don't background check you right out there. Um, but, uh, but, um, so what happened is that now, you know, shady gas stations and whatnot, they sell these off brand flavored, um, you know, jewel pods and whatnot and it's making people sick because they're off-brand it's like they're black market right they're not they're not um able to be verified by the free market because so you're saying that the gas stations and stuff the shady ones are selling the black market ones now yes okay right. yeah because so I heard that right yeah yeah so like uh third brand or black yeah i'd say black market ones but they're like third parties so they're not jewel pods they're something else and and actually it's not just the jewel pods it's actually uh, a similar case with what's going on with uh, the THC uh, like cartridges, uh, because nowadays um, you can actually buy cartridges and vape uh, THC instead of um, just you know smoking weed in, in California, or California or California, Colorado. You can actually buy vape vape pens. So yeah. um, in the states that you know are illegal, um, there are many uh, of you know black market dealers that are making their own vape pens um, with THC and they're putting just bad chemicals in it because it's on the black market, you see? So when you put regulation on these uh, industries and you make, you put restrictions, you make it harder, it actually is hurting people because they're trying to get these third party brands or these black market um, dealers to come up with these, these, you know, THC pods or these regular tobacco jewel pods. And it's actually hurting people. So what does Trump say? Maybe we should just put all of it on the black market, you know, just ban it all, you know, like then it will kill even more people. No, because then you'll save everybody. No, but it'll hurt even more people. Sorry, I bumped the mic, but it, it'll hurt even more people. If you put all those jewel pods and all the THC uh, vape pens and everything on the black market, because then you don't have anybody verifying them. You don't have an open market where you can sell it and uh, buy it and know that these are good quality products, you're going to be selling it from someone on the street or out of a trunk or something like that. And, and that's honestly the reason why this whole issue is a thing right now. Yeah. And then there's the, there's also the morale morality argument against it too. Like, why are we, it's not any of the government's business as to whether I'm putting something in my body that's not good for me. And, and to say that, well, if you put that thing in your body, that's not good for you. Cause how are they going to enforce this? What it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be similar to cigarettes. Like if you're buying cigarettes when you're not supposed to, it's like a fine. But if you're, if you're uh, selling them when you're not supposed to, then there's possible prison time, depending on to what extent you were selling them. So yeah. now you're going to have put people in jail in order to protect people, which is just a weird. And you know what, I, what really gets to me is that, uh, vape pens and you know these alternatives to cigarettes are supposed to be healthier you know not not yeah not 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 like healthy but healthier you know options um and now it's almost as if the government's treating these e-cigarettes as if they're worse than cigarettes 
You know, yeah. we are, we've, we've already, you know, restricted cigarettes so much and put someone's taxes on them and, and regulated them to, to a very, you know, strict standard. But now it's almost as if they're just saying, well, these e-cigarettes, let's just throw them out the door. I mean, there are statistics say that, you know, teens are, you know, they're, they're experiencing high amount of, of, you know, smoking e-cigs, but also teenage teenagers in the history have also smoked a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, so it's, it's not a big difference. They're just kind of switching over to e-cigs. And I mean, a lot of people I know in my generation that have smoked, they've switched to e-cigs because it, it tastes better. It makes you feel better and you're not killing yourself as fast. I mean, it, yeah. it's just a better alternative. And, and now the government's coming in and, and trying to regulate that and tell you, like you said, a moral obligation, what you can and cannot put into your body. And I think that's the, that's the main thing that they're, they're pointing to. What they're trying to do is keep it out of the hands of kids, which is why they are going after the flavored thing too, from my understanding, is that it's more appealing to younger generations. That's why they're, they're, they're not banning like entirely the sale of e-cigs. It's, it's e-cigs that have certain types of flavoring in them. Yeah, which they've already they've already put restrictions on. So they're just trying to ban yeah, it more. Already, but, the, yeah. but that's the problem is, you know, the regulation that they've already, the restrictions they've already put on it has caused this, this black market problem, this third party problem where they can't verify the, the chemicals that are being put in and what's, what's actually being used. So, um, and, and you know, with government, it's always a slippery slope. I mean, it seems as if these bureaucrats really don't like e-cigs. I mean, in many places there, they are trying to outright ban them. Speaking of slippery slope, um, the first thing I thought of whenever I heard, whenever I heard this is, uh, is I knew that I had heard this somewhere, that there was a ban on weed gummy bears because of the same reason. They were trying to like keep it out of the hands of kids and they were worried like yeah. kids were going to go want the gummy bears because it's gummy bears. Right. Right. And it's something like that. And, you know, I looked it up and sure enough, Colorado bans ban on weed gummy bear goes into effect this week. And I think this was in 2017. Yeah. Oh man, that's terrible. Uh, so yeah. Some of these states are legalizing weed within making it illegal to have the pot gummies. You know how, 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 how hypocritical that is though. I mean, <laughs> think about, I mean, think about one. Okay. You sell menthol cigarettes, right? I mean, so you got mint cigarettes, but not only that, but you, you have alcohol infused cake, alcohol infused, you know, a lot of different things, uh, chocolates, liqueur. Um, you have, you know, for example, even uh, beer. Nowadays, you have Bud Light Lime, Bud Light Sweet Tea, yeah. Bud Light Lemonade. You know, you have uh, yeah, you got the Mike's of, Hard Lemonade, you got the Seagrams, you got you got. There's like thousands of them. There's and that's all they are. They're just candy and induced drinks that are that are alcohol drinks. Yeah. So what's the difference? So they're trying. They're you could say they're trying to appeal to kids. Really, they're just trying to appeal to someone who has sweet tooth. They're your generic user, yeah. right? Your average person, but. To say, oh yeah, these e, you know these e-cigarettes, they're just trying to sell to kids. It's it's hypocritic and it, it's hypocritical, and it doesn't actually make any logical sense when you think about it in comparison to alcohol or or anything else. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty much it. And it it for me, it just comes down to a morality issue. You don't have any. It's it's just immoral to. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like like you said, you know, like I, I philosophically, I'm on that level too. You know, like. I, I think I, I'm a little bit different some, from some libertarians. A lot of people, a lot of libertarians this will say, well, the basis of libertarianism is private property rights. Well, I, I think, and this is just my point of view, I think the basis of libertarianism is self-ownership. And via self-ownership, 
implies property rights. Like if you own yourself, right? I mean, I guess that's private property rights, but I think, I think self-ownership, if you own yourself, therefore you can own, you know, that's, that's, that's private property rights and you can own private property. I think that implies private property rights. Yeah. So have you ever heard uh, in the constitution, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of happiness was actually initially, if I remember right, was property. Right. And they changed it because they were worried that property, because of the times they thought property would have been interpreted by a later Congress as meaning that uh, slaveholders had an absolute right to the property right. of slaves. Mm-hmm. They changed the pursuit of happiness in order to make a distinction between property that is currently understood to be property today and property that will be understood to be property in the future. Like that kind of distinction that you have a, a right to pursuit of happiness. That doesn't necessarily, but anyway, um, no, so it makes that, sense though. And, and, and that's ultimately, you know, it's, it makes sense, you know, and, and it adds to what I was trying to say is like, if, yeah. if you own yourself, if you can make your, the, your, your decisions over your, your own body and you can, you have the ultimate control over, over your destiny and what you want to do, you know, and what you say, then that implies property rights, you know? And, and it's like yeah. you said, you know, they didn't want to do it because of, of slavery, but, pursuit of happiness and ultimately you can even kind of relate the pursuit of happiness to self-ownership too because within self-ownership it's self-ownership means pretty much doing it's freedom doing what you like without harming other people yeah so you are uh doing what you want and when you i mean it's almost as if you know when you when you're advocating for free speech either you're uh, or not advocate free speech, but you're, you're utilizing your free speech rights, right? You're saying whatever, like us talking right now. It's like, this is me, um, you know, utilizing my self-ownership because I can say what I want. I do what I want. Every single day you're, you're utilizing, you're exercising those rights to self-ownership, right? And only if you are like enslaved or incarcerated, or if the government's telling you you can't do something like put some e-cigs in your body, then you're, then that's hindrancing your self-ownership or your freedom. Yeah. So that's the on, on yeah. So that's my moral and uh, philosophical qualm with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I would say there's there's what you're saying. I think is is pretty much equal to what people mean when they say property rights. Because essentially, a, a part of your property is yourself. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I just I just think I think a little bit more in depth. Like when you're thinking like about yourself. Um. I I think you know some yeah, people think some people. I don't want to open up too much of a can of words. Some people think that freedom doesn't really exist. You know, like you don't have freedom, but I think self-ownership implies private property rights. It implies your freedom and implies you can do whatever you want. Like these, these negative rights, like you can't, you know, get, get anything you want. You can't like receive anything you want, but you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can defend yourself. um, If someone attacks you and you can say whatever you want, you know, with, as long as you're not hurting someone else and that is what freedom is uh, and there's nothing morally wrong about advocating your freedom um, as long as you're not hurting anybody yeah exactly that's the problem with all of these different types of bands yeah and that's what they are is there is there they're you know sub uh, subverting your freedom and you know and your self-ownership because they're saying what you what you can and cannot do with your own body like it's kind of crazy if you think about that it's like almost as if they're outline uh, tattoos or something, right? Like you can't put ink in your, can't put ink on your skin when you can't inhale, you know, mango flavored e-liquid, 
times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and really this, this comes down to a violation of some of the uh, uh, bill of rights. So generally restrictions on, on your, I guess it would be considered a civil liberty or a civil right. Your restrictions on those civil, civil rights uh, hinge on the fact that you've been proven to have broken some law in a court of, I mean, broken some law in a, in a court of law. So if I'm trying to think how to, how to say this, right. Oh, I can't think of how to explain this. So, so basically if, if you're, if you've been, if you haven't been convicted of anything, I don't know. I'm not going to go into that because I haven't, I haven't thought through this well. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I just like, started going down a road and completely abandoned it. <laughs> I was like, no, no I'm we're not, not lawyers here on Liberty Talks. Keep that in mind, folks. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, I mean, it's almost as if like the whole, like no victim, no crime. Like what crime have I committed by like yeah. buying or selling something that's, that, you know, that's been consensual and that's not even harming anybody. I mean, we're not talking about heroin here, people. We're talking about e-cigarettes, no? You might have some argument with certain drugs that, that um, cause you to act in ways that are obviously harmful to society or that, that are uncontrollable, right? So, for instance, the, the Second Amendment protects guns, right? They, they say you have a right to own firearms. Well, what's the point of having a right to own a firearm? Well, it's a, it's a precision weapon, that can be used for self-defense and to fight off tyranny. Banning people owning nukes, the left does this all the time. They'll compare it to nukes, right? Well, should everybody, oh, they should be able to own a tank. And I'm kind of like, well, yeah, I guess own a tank. I don't know why not. That's also a precision weapon that shoots a projectile. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like they expect you to like abandon all your principles just because, but anyway, I'm like, okay. But then they'll be like, what about nukes? And it's like, well, how do you defend yourself with a nuke? Like, it's like, they don't understand there's, there's concepts behind these, these rights that we have, the, the rights in the Constitution. There's, there's concepts behind them. And the concept behind the, the Second Amendment is that you have, a right to, uh, you have a right to defend yourself. And then uh, what were we talking about? What were you just, what were you just talking about? Um, there's, something, there's something specific that you said. <laughs> and now I just went on a tangent. And now I can't remember why I was connecting this. Um, I was talking about self-ownership, but I was also saying like, no, you know, no victim, no crime, you know, it's, it's all voluntary and consent and uh, that it's, it's not like we're, you know, it's not like drugs. Like, it's not like it's putting you out of your mind, you know, oh, it's yeah, just yeah. Yeah. So, so things people. like heroin. So, yeah. all right. So this is what I was bringing up. This is something like, like marijuana or alcohol or something like that. It's pretty easy to say it should be legal because it doesn't put you well, I mean, obviously we have certain laws against other stuff, like being drunk in public and stuff. But it doesn't put you in like a crazy out, yeah. Yeah, where you, like can't, a, where you can't control your own actions. Right. It, may, it may alter your emotional state to some extent, like alcohol can alter your emotional state to some extent, but also yeah. you have to drink a lot of it to really alter your-, your you, really, you really have to abuse it, you know? I mean, yeah. if you take heroin or cocaine or crack or something like that, you don't really have to abuse it. You just yeah, have yeah, to yeah. do it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know enough about heroin, cocaine, and crack to, to, to know if they would do that, but it would make sense to have laws that say, well, all right, so for instance, they had like the bath salts thing going on, Yeah. right? Or they have like things that sometimes uh, 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 joints will get laced with um, that, that make people go crazy. Like it makes sense right. to make it illegal to consume that, especially out in public, 
Because right. if you're going to take something that's going to make you go crazy, the chances of you doing something crazy and hurting somebody have just went way, way, way up. Right. So I can understand some of the bans to some extent, but but whenever it comes to stuff that's not that potent, so basic is e-cigarettes. It's it's just yeah. it's just nicotine. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And and they're trying to protect the children. It's like, it's literally a leftist argument. It's like, oh, it's just the same thing as the guns. Oh, oh we got to protect the children, save the children. Yeah. It's interesting to see where the divide is on this too. Because you have like your Fox News types, kind of like the older, the older GOP club, right? Or like, yes, we definitely, we definitely need to ban this. And then, and then you have, and then you have like Steven Crowder and I'm sure the guys like Michael Knowles and Ben Shapiro and all this like younger class of, of Republicans or conservatives or whatever you want to call them, libertarians that are coming up that are completely on the other side and talking about how absurd it is and how it's against all the principles that we stand for as conservatives and libertarians to, to be for this. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to see the divide in the conservative movement of, among this. I mean, obviously libertarians take a side of freedom, but um, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think Trump's going to go forth with this. I think it's just something like he do, usually does. He says something. See how it plays. See how it plays out in in the you know popularity wise, and then he's probably going to take it back. But um, I it doesn't. It does. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. It's like you said. It's mixed bag when it comes to Trump. Sometimes it makes me feel really uncomfortable when he says things like this. Well, you know, this is one of the reasons that I didn't vote for him in 2016 is because he has no political philosophy. And I looked at it not. I thought, you know, eventually the left's going to get control of House, the House and the Senate, because that's how things naturally flow. It, it switches back and forth, even within even if a president has eight term, uh, eight terms, <laughs> eight years in office, even if he has uh, two terms, eight years in office, um, you end up having having the other side get in power at that point. And my worry with him is that he's going to act like just like Hillary Clinton would once the Democrats get control. But now I feel comfortable voting for him because the left went insane. They went absolutely insane and they've smeared him so much that I don't think that's as high as a possibility um, as it was in, in 2016. But um, so would you, would you say you're similar to Cassidy Dillon? You wouldn't be his friend, but you'd want to vote for him. Oh, I'd probably be his friend. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> I'd probably be his friend. I think that like, what up homie? <laughs> yes. That would be one of the best experiences ever. <laughs> He's just so ridiculous. Frankly, yeah. <laughs> frankly, I'm okay with it. You ain't got no other choice, anyways. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely be his friend. But um, anyway, yeah. Well, hey, I guess we're gonna wind it down for the podcast now. Um, be sure to keep on tuning into Liberty Talks. Uh, every Monday night, like I said, from 8 to 9, you can hear John Douglas on Coog Radio on the Liberty Talks podcast. And uh, yeah, check out we, libertytalks.net. When are we putting that up uh, for everybody? On, on, are we going to just be putting it up on Tuesdays probably? Yes, yeah, so you can podcast? actually yeah, so you can actually listen to it live on Coog Radio. Coog Radio has an um, – they have a podcast kind of like we do. Like you can search uh, Coog Radio at like the at symbol – uh, Coog Radio at Symbol, the University of Houston. And they have the podcast, so you can listen to it there. I highly encourage you to do that. Go listen to his podcast on the Coog Radio platforms um, because then it makes his uh, podcast pop up on Coog Radio more and it gives us more attention that way as well. Um, but also, we'll, we will be uploading those podcasts on our platform as well shortly. Um, maybe uh, 
these, these first few episodes, probably like a week um, afterwards. And then maybe as he continues with it, we're probably going to get closer to adding it like the day afterwards or so. Yeah. And he's also using the studios on uh, Wednesdays, right? Yeah. So he has a studio. So he's, so that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I, I give him like two months before he gets kicked out of that thing. <laughs> he's going to bring up some stats about the wrong group of people at the wrong uh... time. <laughs> and then it's going to be over. Yeah, I think he was kind of surprised how he got it on, how he got on Coog Radio. Well, they, they, Coog Radio follows me on Twitter now, so that's all oh, yeah? that matters. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we got maybe we got some friends we don't know about over there. Hey, well, I knew I knew a guy over there at one time. Uh, his name was uh, DJ Nico. He's kind of like a Liberty guy. I mean, he didn't really talk much about Liberty. He was just a DJ, but um, Coog Radio is pretty chill. I mean, they have some pretty interesting folks over there. Um, I mean, John, he's straight up about it. I mean, he plugs the website all the time. He says, look, the first thing he says when he pops up on the podcast or on the radio show live, is he says, look, we're a libertarian conservative news, you know, media um, network. And, you know, we have podcasts, we have articles and stuff like that. But he's pretty clear about the libertarian conservative ideology. Sweet. Awesome. So we plugged a whole bunch of stuff there. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know where we were at, but go listen to our stuff people keep in tuned get in there we're gonna have a lot we're gonna have a lot more content coming out we're gonna have some affiliate content we're gonna have uh, more articles we're trying to get daily articles um yeah share everything like our facebook page if you want to be a writer or get involved be sure to reach out yep absolutely unless you suck then don't reach out yeah that 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 wouldn't work i want to read your crappy articles and we don't want to reject you either so We want you to keep listening. I'm just going to start sending John a whole bunch of horrible articles. <laughs> just treacherous and being like, oh, this one's great. You should check this one out. And just, so we're going we're gonna to see how, uh, I don't know, anyway, I'm going to stop, stop rambling. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Until next time. And that was it tonight. Our podcast tonight was brought to you by our music contributor, Franco Luciano. I also want to let everybody know that you can find Liberty Talks Podcast now on Apple Podcasts, on Google, and Spotify. Yes, we've expanded here at Liberty Talks where you can find our podcast at most of the mainstream podcast hosts. So please check it out, spread the word, and continue listening to Liberty Talks Podcast every single week.